The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. It's In This League with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. I'm on right now. I don't believe you. You boys in line. Welcome back, In This League. Check us out over at InThisLeague.com and Patreon.com slash ITL Army. One week from, uh, well, essentially one week from today, Bogman will be doing our exclusive content. I'll be videoing it. <laughs> where you'll say, who do you know more? This I'll be actress or random strangers yep. and asking them if they know who a porn star is. Now, they won't know that that, you know, person is a porn star, but we have to probably get like each person's consent too. you'll have to walk up and you'll be like, hey, man, you want to do this quick video thing with us? And she'll be, they're like, sure. Be like, all right, perfect. That's consent. And then we'll go, <laughs> boom. Do you know who this is? And then nine out of ten, I'll be like, Riley Reed. And I'll be. I'll have to eat my words <laughs> as long as it's not garlic. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's better than black olives or garlic. That's yeah, great. that's all it is. All right. So uh, welcome back in this league. Is it the Welsh Bogman Sports? Those are the Twitter handles. Come follow us. Have so much fun. We we're talking about the uh, NFC. Well, we we're talking about the AFC championship game. We're going to talk about the NFC championship game in a second. Your team Patriots. You're all, you are the biggest Patriots I don't Patriots think I'm ever team Patriots, but I'm picking them in this game. You put money. Would you put money on it? Not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe what's the spread? Three. Is it uh, in Kansas favor City Can- by three? Yeah, Kansas City three. Um, I put five bucks on that. Yeah. I mean, look uh, the the thing about being in eight AFC Championship games in a row is that they've also lost some, so it's not impossible for them to lose. I mean, they lost, they lost Super Bowl last year too, but uh, you know they beat the Jaguars, they beat the Steelers, uh, they lost to the Broncos, they beat the Colts, they lost to the Broncos again, they lost to the Ravens. Uh, and then they beat the Ravens. So that's all of their AFC championship games in a row. So uh, row? it's not a, it's not impossible for them to lose. But I think you go with a team that is in the AFC championship for the first time in a million years. And uh, they are hosting at home, but their quarterback also doesn't have uh, experience versus the most experienced uh, quarterback in NFL history in the playoffs. I think I'm going to go with the experience, especially with this weird weather. So. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not trying to make a case that like, like the Patriots because they're so good, they're not beatable. Like, sure, they are. I like think it. if this was a clear, sunny day at like 40 degrees in Kansas City, I would have picked the Chiefs, and I wouldn't feel bad about you it think, at all. You think the weather is it going to affect the game that much? I that really it think it does. Yes, I, I do. Yeah. Well, I've waffled and I've picked both. I do think. There's definitely a momentum that is on New England side right now, just a dominating fashion of what they did last week. But I do. Did you see all the Philip Rivers faces, by the way? Someone 
said, uh, I mean, there are two things with Philip Rivers. Number one, if that was anyone but Philip Rivers acting that way to the officials, people would be up in arms and complaining about it. Well, he doesn't but it's, cuss and he just Yeah, he doesn't cuss, him. so I guess it's okay if you're screaming your head at And he's also screaming at the coaches, what are we doing? What are we doing? What That's, were he, they doing? Well, I mean, they weren't winning. We no. know that. But, <laughs> he's like, what are we doing here? I, right. Do you blame him? Well, they got, I mean, it, none of that was the the coach's fault. The defense played terrible. Terrible. The, the defense played awful. They they were down so quick. You knew that game was over after the first quarter. So Team had like uh, 15 straight first downs or something. They had tw- I think they had 12 first downs. Was it? How many first downs did they have on their first drive? It was like 15 straight first downs, and it was like seven on the first drive or something. They were, or 12, I don't even know what it was. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it was just a stomping. You know, that's that's just one of those games you get dominated, you know, and and that's just that. But everyone wants to say that Phillip Rivers is some classy guy because he doesn't cuss, and that's just not true. He screams at officials. He screams at his coaches. He screams at the other players. That's not classy. You know, I mean, he's a good leader. The, the Chargers have been very good for a very long time, but uh, well, I mean, you know, I guess. I mean, when, I don't know how we got onto the classiness of Philip Rivers. He's fine. I think every well, this quarterback. Is a, this is your last time to talk about him before the uh, preseason of next year. Before he has another kid, <laughs> because he's out. Yeah, because <laughs> he's zero and eight against Tom Brady. That's why. <laughs> but my only concern, and this is what I was talking about earlier in the week, was that like, is my dominant as the Patriots were, and they really looked on all fronts too. By the way. Um, I just worry about how the offense paces out. Like Rob Gronkowski, though, God, I'll tell you this. Rob didn't and doesn't look good when he is out there um, trying to catch the ball and move around. But Whatever their last game is, is his last game. That dude and his blocking, he was a monster out there. So if the game is about the Patriots controlling the running game, I think they're going to do a really good job at it. But I'm going to go with my initial gut, and the initial gut was Kansas City before I saw how dominant they were against the Chargers because I do think Kansas City is a relatively complete team, even though they have lost some stuff. Defense played much better as of recently. Yeah, defense has played good. Damian Williams has just picked right back up where Kareem Hunt left off. Travis Kelsey is going to be a matchup nightmare for them. Tyreek Hill, we'll see. You know, again, the cold... Definitely has some factors into it. We're going to have to see how much they're going to be able to, you know, I mean, if there was some bad weather and it took the passing game out, that's going to be a little bit of a problem. But I'm going to go Kansas City in this one. This is, And this isn't me being like, New, New England, no, I want them to lose. Like, I honestly, I just No, I, I mean, care. if any one of us was going to do that, it'd be me. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. Um, if can't, I could see New England taking this. I think momentum is frankly on their side right now. But I think with uh, what I've seen from Kansas City all season, I want to stick with them. I want to stick with it. I think this could go either way. And um, I mean, we could put five bucks on it if you want. Yeah. Yeah. That's, to, that's, we can. I mean, look, you know, if if the Patriots win, at least I get five bucks, you know, yeah. uh, looking at the, the long term of this stuff. But uh, I, I mean, look, like I said, I think that Kansas City is the better team. I just think that with with experience, um the better team doesn't always win. That's just the bottom line in, in these types of things, you know, and uh, Brady is just sometimes unbeatable. And I feel like uh, Brady against a first year starter. That's um, I mean, they already beat the chiefs once that wasn't that the 43, 40 game uh, earlier this year where the Patriots won on Sunday night football. So 
Um, they already beat them once. I, I think they can definitely do it again. And I know it's on the road. It's in terrible weather. Uh, it's going to be an ugly game probably, but it should also be a fun one for us to watch from our, you know, uh, 78 or 68 degree uh, weather in Arizona. Yeah, that's very so true. Just look at, oh man, look at all those miserable bastards. I will this. say Jesus. this. I don't think it's Brady that's going to lose this game. I just want to put that out because you're kind of doing that narrative that like, you know, Brady takes the the win and against the rookie quarterback. Like, I think Brady can play phenomenal and the Patriots can lose. And yeah. I think that that's where this goes. Like, I think Tom Brady will play his ass off. He's going to make mostly right decisions. We've definitely seen Brady. I feel like I've seen Second Brady. Second least amount of sacks in the NFL, the Patriots. Their defense is not good. And I feel like I've seen Brady make, because I watch a lot of New England games this year, like I've just a little bit uptick in some bad decision-making, some bad throws that I, I haven't seen before. But also they've had a lot of weirdness going on with the short term of Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman being out, Gronk not being the same. And, you know, Chris Hogan is a non-factor. There's so much that they've been dealing with that I don't think it's Brady that loses this this game. I so think, what's the score, do you think? Oh, man. I mean, I, you got to imagine like this a 30, is a high Like a 30, 35, something like that? Yeah, in that realm. I could definitely see that. I mean, that would that would toe the line, you know, on the Kansas City by three type of thing. I could absolutely see 35, 30, uh, you know, final drive, Brady trying to right. get it in. They don't, you know, they don't muster it up. But I'm going to go Kansas City. You're going to go New England. I, I would gladly pay you $5 to not see the Patriots in the Super Bowl again. So let's go. You know what that $5 could get to? What could it get? A membership in the ITL Army as a sergeant. That's right. For a full month, give them access to a couple secret shows. Actually, they get the whole back catalog of all of our secret shows. Where we're going to talk about WrestleMania. Technically, that's February 1st, though. Ranks. All that fun stuff. Look at that. Let's go. Look at that sell. Five bucks. Get All that right. five bucks. Rams and Saints. Coolest story, by the way, is this thing we didn't know about with Alvin Kamara, or as Stephen A. Smith calls him, Kareem Hunt, that <laughs> apparently all season long on Tuesdays, the dude is out doing. I, I, it's a little offensive, though, when you have a mil, when the article is like multimillionaire on Tuesday, you know, works a blue collar job. It's essentially like rich man slums it, you know, to check his roots or Got whatever. Got nothing else better to do. Let's just do this. If you read it like that, but ultimately that's just the cynical person that reads it like that and how the article is. Like, I'm not sure how the Kamara's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have a blue collar job. That's what I'm going to do. He, he's probably more like, I just want to do something good. And he's been doing different stuff, maybe to keep himself humble as well. And it it came up because, what was it, like this last Tuesday, he worked as a garbage man. And yeah. it is hard not to love this guy. Outside of him wearing the ski mask <laughs> thing, which I it is beyond me to understand what in Christ Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara are doing with the ski mask. I don't, I don't know what, where was that? Was that like the post game interview thing yeah. or something? Yeah, they wore ski masks after the game. Like, well, I don't I, remember. Are we He's too such old a to weird that? dude? Like, I, I'm, I'm, a, I want the Saints to make the Super Bowl just to get that, that media day of Alvin Kamara. Oh, man. Just, he's such a weird dude. I worry so much that I, I want to ask him if I was at media day, this is what I would ask him. I would say, <laughs> how many times a game does somebody try to rip that, uh, that septum, septum, that septum uh, earring you have through your nose? Because it, it has to be, I would say, over under two and a half. Times a game. Yeah, I mean, do you think he wears it during the game? Yeah, I've seen him. I don't. I don't think I. I'm not paying attention. I guess so. I've seen um, him take his helmet off, and he's got that thing in his nose. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Now that I think about it, yeah. I mean, that's uh, that is something. Vontez Perfect absolutely has tried to rip that thing out. <laughs> well, not I mean, a Kamsu as well. 
<laughs> yeah, and that's in this game. Maybe it gets ripped out in this game. Maybe, Maybe oh, you're foretelling I, uh, dude, of the story. If well. that happens, I, I better get all the tweets in the world if I foretold this. <laughs> if Nautikam Sue rips that thing out. But that's what I would ask him at Media Day. Um, okay, cool story about Alan Kamara leading up to this. This is very pro-Saints right now. I feel like um, they had the videos of Drew Brees dancing at his birthday. Everybody loves Drew Brees. Everybody loves the Saints. Hey, Sean Payton, I'm bringing in ridiculous 200 thousand dollars in $1 bills. You guys want this. You got to win. All this type of stuff going down. Lots of momentum. I it feel- was two hundred and fifty grand and a Super Bowl trophy. Well, but some, but I don't know if you saw this. Some nerd went out there and actually figured out that he only had about like one hundred ninety eight thousand and ones. Oh there. man! Yeah, so they did a whole thing. Some nerd, but um, I feel like the whole world wants the Saints to win, but all season long, Boggs, I've been Team Rams. I have yep. said I thought the Rams were the best team in the NFL. How long have I been saying it since like week two? Well, One? it was that. Uh, it was that that game between the Rams and Saints. I think you, me, and Joe really all uh, picked picked a side between the Rams and the Saints. And you were you've been Team Rams the whole year. I've been Team Saints the whole year, I, which so, is wild. We've been on we've been on this course, and I did think I was odd. even Team Saints week one when they lost the game to the Bucks. Yeah. So and kicked me out of survival immediately. I think I had them too. Jerks. I think we I think we all got booted from it. But I feel like this has been all pro Saints here. It is in New Orleans. There's so much momentum. I mean, no matter what we get, it's going to be a ridiculously, ridiculously awesome Super Bowl. Like these are the teams that you want for the Super Bowl. Yes. But what do you think? I mean, obviously I gotta assume that your team Saints here are gonna stick with your team. I've been team Rams, but I mean this is the game we've been dying for. This is exactly what we wanted in our NFC championship game. I think uh I think anything can happen in this game, of course. Both these teams are really, really good. But my dream scenario is that the uh the Saints are down by, you know, whatever five or six points going into the last couple seconds and Michael Thomas torches Marcus Peters for a game winning touchdown. Mm. That's what I really want. I am so sick of Marcus Peters. Was Marcus Peters the one with the interview? Yes. Oh God, that I wanted to punch his face. Like I like, here's the deal. The, (laughs) the, the guy asking the question should have, did you see him yelling at, at a fan? Some fan was yelling at him from, uh, the the sideline and he oh, ran yeah. up to the fan in the stands. Yeah, like, I, I that guy's I'm, just a dick. I'm like, I'm no done with him. No, that's him. you know what he is a total <clears throat> dick. But that interview, like I don't know, media can be stupid sometime. And I'll and to be frank, the guy who asked the question to Peters of like I'm trying to think, I don't even remember exactly what it was. Like you know, what would you? He was asking him like you know what would you say the narrative of your season has been or was? And he didn't ask it quite right. But Peters is straight up like. What I could tell my season isn't over. And then the guy is like, well, Marcus. And he's like, it's not over or whatever the hell he did. He was being such a D-bag about it. Like, yeah, I know. He's grow up, worst, you dude. a-hole. Yeah. <laughs> Don't treat everybody so like worst. garbage. Like, you're a winner really right now. You're a winner right now. Maybe don't ha- you don't have to treat everybody like garbage all the time. I mean, I know yeah. people are giving him crap, and it's not fair because, you know, he goes into the stands because someone has a big mouth and he stands up for himself. But, like, what did the media guy do to you? He asked you a question, and you act like an a-hole. I'll be honest with you. As much Team Rams as I am, I love to see Marcus Peters get torched <laughs> in the game. Well, I mean, he could also, if it's the Chiefs and Rams again, and uh, and he were to get beat, 
oh. uh, you know, torched repeatedly by his old team. That would be nice too. So I mean, it wouldn't be too uh, bad either if he was sitting at home, not making it and the chiefs made it and then won. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> either way it works because Marcus Peters doesn't get a ring. That's what we want. But so. <laughs> one thing uh, I was, I, w- I was talking about this on all in and that was, this was kind of a, an argument in favor of the Rams as well was that, you know, one thing that the last meeting they didn't have is they didn't have a way to spell Todd Gurley. They didn't have a way to change up the offense. And, and regardless of him being banged up now, they do have a little bit of a different run now with CJ Anderson. Not that, which I think is hilarious because in the preseason, I was making, I was in defense of um, maybe Christian McCaffrey not being as good because CJ Anderson was not done. You crapped all over him. You were right all season until he became a Ram. And he was, he's been the most incredible running back the last couple of weeks, but they've got a little bit of a, I don't know. I think it opens up the offense a little bit when you've lost Cooper cup, but you've got two receivers. You've got your two backs, Jared Goff with a killer defense and you got the best running back in the NFL. I think the Rams, as much as the Saints are able to spread out their offense so they don't have a tight end. Saints now, are going to have Watson. to win this game on defense. Yeah, exactly. That's where I'm going with that. Like, I think the Rams are the most complete team here, but the Saints can't just win this on offense. They're no. going to have to, wait to f- find a way to stop the Rams, and I don't think they're going to be able to do that, and that's why the I'm Saints with the Rams on this beatable. game. The, the Saints absolutely look beatable, man. I mean, they they almost lost to Philly last week and and uh, at home. So I could see the Rams winning this game. Uh, I just think at home, it, it's it's a tall order to go into New Orleans and win a game, you know. And, and uh, maybe it's not because the Bucks did it Week One, but that was Week One. You know what I mean? And I think that yeah, very uh, different team. Yeah, the Saints. The Saints, the Saints are going to tighten up a little bit. Uh, this week with some injured offensive linemen. Uh, you saw Ben Watson is out because he has appendicitis. He's going to miss this game. Uh, he would probably be questionable for the Super Bowl should they get there. But uh, it's going to be a nice tight game. And the the, ran, the Saints have actually looked beatable. So it's all about those, uh, you know, Donald and Sue against that Saints offensive line. Because if Breeze is getting beat up, the Saints are going to lose this game. Yeah. So your Saints... I'm still going to pick the Saints at home. Yes. I'm Rams. When we come back, we can finish up this talk. But Bogman, you've also got, it's an article on the top 10 craziest championship. Is it championship week crazy? Well, it was a video. So I just wanted to talk about okay. uh, brutal championship weekend losses. Well, we'll talk about that when we come back. So don't go anywhere. More in this league coming up. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. I use the side door, and after that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. 
Space out. I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. Would you be a good sport and indulge us and just tell us a little more? Let me tell you something about in this league. Welcome back. It is Scott Bogman, Chris Welsh Hello. in this league. ITL is we're known, Bogman. You heard that? We are. We are known as ITL. Yeah. And so much fun. So much fun, the Welsh. How much fun have we been having here? We've been having as much fun as uh, CJ Anderson had had when he was uh, gaining all of his pregnancy weight. Did you see? That's what he said. <laughs> is that what he said? I like that. He's the really sympathy weight. Yeah, he's really um, he's really uh, jumped on to this whole like fat <laughs> thing. Like all his tweets are like, yeah, yeah, I'm fat. Looks I'm this. Like I'm Pete that. Jerome Bettis is what he looks like right now. He does kind of like what happened. <laughs> I don't recall him. He, ever that's being what there. he said. He said he gained sympathy weight because his wife was pregnant. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, yeah. So that's why he said he's, uh, you know, large and in charge right now. Whatever it's doing, it's working. So, yeah, um, you know, keep keep eating that, uh, you know, all that crap. Pound so. out this power. Good Lord. Have you seen this trailer for this new Jordan Peele movie, Us? Uh, yeah, it looks super scary. Oh I, my. I just saw that. Just you, were, you were talking to me on the break and, uh, you you know, you're a couple seconds behind me because you're doing the online stuff. And I was uh, I was a little bit panicked. Like this, you were so. sitting there talking. We're talking about Fatty McCJ Anderson. And I'm looking at <laughs> this movie looks terrifying. The whole yeah. this, the weird faces. And it's like a uh, copycat people that are invading it looks scary yeah at least i live alone so that's why i always like you know uh for whatever reason you know i'll be watching something in the background and i'm just working on my computer especially right now when we're doing all the uh the write-ups and stuff so i'll put some stupid movie i've seen on a million times and then i won't be paying attention to the movie because i'll be like in the zone writing stuff and then the freaking amityville horror will come on and I won't realize it for a couple seconds, and I'll look up from my computer to my TV. Worst scary movie you've ever seen in your life comes on, and I'm like, nope, 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 nope. We're going to Cartoon Network. I'm sorry. We'll, Cartoon we'll Network. We'll watch the Cleveland show for 30 hours in the background. That's fine. So not going to do the Amityville horror before I go to bed. No I thanks. mean, that's definitely not the scary movie. Like more like the conjuring, like the Amityville horror. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Movie. Like the conjuring, uh, whatever. What's the one that's just the doll? Annabelle. Oh, Annabelle yeah, yeah. Peaks Annabelle. Will yeah. come on. So <laughs> I would, I would love to. <laughs> I can't say what I was about to say. You oh, said you, I almost went a hundred. No, so but you said just when, pay me ninety five. So. Just you can put it together. You said when uh, Annabelle comes on, and there's right. a, a joke that yeah. I was going to rearrange the words. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I, rearrange I that. understand what you're saying. So that might be the up. one part. You know how we, we have laughingly joked about the losers that go to like a castle megastore to go like see a, an adult a actress assigning. I, I mean, Annabelle I, comes I, around that might, I, I might be like, hey, what's up? I might go well, there. what is more acceptable as an adult male? Like going to get an autograph from a guy that's probably younger than you or Stopping by the Castle Megastore to see Lee Sand. Like, what is more acceptable? Nah, but see, you just coax that up. The guy that's going down there is going to get, like, her to autograph a, a DVD and take a picture. So so let, let's let's set the stage properly, Bogman. Don't manipulate same. your situation. Is it worse to go meet Lisa no, Ann and get an autograph? I'm manipulating the voters? Is yeah, that what I'm doing? That's what well? doing. I'm Russia, is what I am. Is it worse to go to Castle Megastore yes. and get an autograph from Lisa Ann? So or is it worse to go to uh, the sports thing? Or 
Is it worse to go see Eloy Jimenez and get his autograph? You you pathetic if you go see Eloy. Normal guy, go see porn star. Um, maybe Eloy's beating up with Lisa Ann. <laughs> Speculating. Uh, you know, according to her movie, she is. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, sympathy Wade, CJ Anderson, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> Have done. you recovered from that no, yet? I'm, no, no, I'm done now. Come on, buddy. Um, yeah, I did want to talk about. It. Am I gonna? Are you just done for this segment? And I've, I have to carry the whole thing now. I'm, yeah, you got anyway, me there, get that autograph, man. <laughs> get that autograph. That's right. Uh, <laughs> what in God's name were we talking about? Oh, you were the uh, the devastating losses. Oh uh, yeah, the devastating losses. In the AFC Championship, well, I say AFC Championship game because I'm a Steelers fan, but NFC Championship. There was a video of the top 10 losses. By the way, I just want to throw up before you get into it. As okay. Bogman is telling me before we started up the show, he's like, yeah, I got this uh, this video of the top 10 losses. And I'm like, oh, yeah, what's before I can even go on? He immediately starts crying about how there are no Steelers in it. And I was like, Bogman. Well, just- there were. They were, but it was the Steelers beating the Oilers two years in a row. And there was like a, you know, it was before I was born. So I don't remember it, but it was a, uh, it was in 1979. So it was a touchdown that Pastorini threw in the ASU championship in Pittsburgh that they just called incomplete. But Bogman wanted all of any loss that the Steelers have ever had that affected him. He's like, how is that not on here? And it's it's the same thing as you thinking everybody knows who Riley Reed is Bogman. You're too close. I don't, I don't, I don't think it is. So, because they had some weird ones. I mean, look, they had, uh, you know, the, uh, they had your team on there a bunch of times on the good side where they beat the Cowboys. All the Packers. Uh, that, that wasn't yeah. the championship game, though. I don't. No, think. no, that wasn't the championship oh. game. So, they, but they had, you know, the good ones and the bad ones too. They had the bad losses in the Harbaugh era, the one to. Okay, Seattle. so what do we have in here? What what yeah, what are one. the? What's well, the can, list? You, I just want you to. Can you guess what the worst championship weekend loss was? Loss was like the most brutal. I I'm bad at that stuff. I really really couldn't. I like in well, my I have brain the links there. It's I, I'll give you a hint. It's an NFC one. So click on that link, the the wiki that shows all of the uh, okay. the NFC because, because I'll tell you this, like, I mean, and in straight homerism as well, what my brain went to is the is two forty nine er games. I think of which, and I don't think either was a championship game. I think of the um, the uh, Terrell Owens against the Packers catching that ball and crying like a baby, like Wilmer Flores, and then I think of. The loudest, most insane I've ever been as a human being, where the 49ers came back against the Giants and they, um, the field goal attempt of the Giants at the very end, it was Okafor just completely pulled down the guy and passing yeah. the feared, and the Niners won and they beat the Giants and they came back. It was one of the biggest comebacks in well, NFL it was, history. It was on the other side, it was the Kyle Williams fumble game against the Giants. Uh, was the brutal loss. Wait, which and one was it? What was the most brutal? It, it was, well, no, no, no. I'm, that's not the most brutal. The Niner one's on there. Um, was I, the take Giants? a look at that list of NFC championship games, and and one of those is the most brutal loss. And right. I think you'll you'll see it when you get to what it. What era? Is it in the 2000s and up? No, no. Uh, it's in uh, it's in the 90s. So, but but anyway, um, oh, the, uh, the, the Niner ones that they had, they had the Seahawks loss for Richard Sherman, 
tipped the ball away and picked it off in the end zone. That was Alex Smith. And then the Kyle Williams fumble ones. Like they combined those two games. Was it the it Atlanta was just Minnesota like, one? Yes, it was. That oh, was the okay. most well, brutal loss ever. Was that the um was that the the last second Gary Hail Anderson. Mary? No, no, the, no, no, no. That was uh the Gary Anderson game where uh he hadn't missed a field goal in two years and he lined up for a thirty nine yarder that would have put him in the Super Bowl and he shanked it right and it went into overtime and Atlanta won in overtime. So I think oh. Morton Anderson was their kicker then. So oh, remember they, yeah. they played the Broncos and just got absolutely smoked, and that was supposed to be the John Elway versus Randall Cunningham Super Bowl. Yep. And uh, it would have been much, much better. So Wow. Uh, so that was the 98-99 season. So that was voted the most brutal championship game loss? Yeah. Yeah, that one was in there. Uh, they had um, the the Niners one. They had the— What's the Niners one you keep talking about? Well, it was the, the one where LT— uh, someone blew up Joe Montana, like that most brutal hit you've ever seen in your life, where Joe Montana definitely had a concussion. He got blindsided. Oh, 1990. Coughed, 1990, yeah, he coughed the ball up, and uh, LT recovered it, and it was game over. So they had that one on there. I was just surprised, like, if they're over there combining games like that, how they couldn't put just, like, Pittsburgh versus New England on there because Pittsburgh has lost to New England, uh, obviously, the Chris Hogan game where uh, Chris Hogan caught uh, 783 uh, footballs for 9,000 yards and 25 touchdowns. Uh, you know, they just couldn't stop him in 2016. In 04, they lost to the Pats. And in 01, that was the most brutal one because that was the one where it seemed like, you know, the Steelers were unstoppable. So um, that one, I just couldn't believe. But uh, I, I was surprised that they didn't put those ones in there, but they put the Oilers, who don't even exist. What was like anymore. number two? Because it's hard because they don't. There's not, it was just in a video, so it's not a numerical. What did they vote as the number two? All is there like there are the most recent one? I guess like in last. Has there been one in the last fifteen years? Because I'm horrible about remembering that stuff. Well, yeah, dude, your Niners one under Jim Harbaugh. They had both of those in there. So uh, both both of those were were in there. The, See, the, I, I like deleted it from my brain. <laughs> Apparently, you're more mad than I am about these things then. If you just can't even remember these games, you don't remember you wanted to murder Kyle Williams. You don't remember that? Barely, no. I can't believe you don't remember that because I was telling you how ridiculous you were being. And you're like, no, no, I want him off the team. He can't be on the team anymore. Ted Ginn got hurt. Oh, my God. You know what I was doing? Okay, Bogman. Oh, you just put me back. My brain, when you said Kyle Williams, went to defensive tackle. No, Wide receiver from ASU yeah. with the 49ers where he muffed like two punts in that final one. That was 2011. I hated I, – I hate Kyle Williams to this day. Right. I forgot I was so done with him. I mean, he single-handedly lost the game for the 49ers. And they had uh, – they put together the 2001, 2002, and 2003 – Philadelphia Eagles, the Andy Reid. This is why yeah. I'm picking the Patriots this week because they lost to the Rams, Bucks, and Panthers. Oh, you just think he's a lovable loser. Years. So, well, I hope he gets one. Andy Reid seems to be a good dude, but I mean, you know, if you're betting on horses there, Belichick versus Andy Reid in the playoffs, you know, I mean, they eventually got there with McNabb, but then they lost to the Patriots. Andy Reid wants, wants that White House uh, that banquet, that White House banquet he's waiting for. <laughs> Dude, everyone has made that joke. Yeah, <laughs> all the memes like, uh, you know, I hear we get a KFC banquet. So uh, I really want to win this year. 
So, uh, I mean, I, I just, uh, I can't believe that it took that much coaxing out of you to, to get that out. I mean, I, you, you know, know, it's funny you say that. You I don't ha- remember the Richard Sherman game because you text me this snotty, uh, because I hate Jim Harbaugh. I always have hated Jim Harbaugh. I hated Jim Harbaugh since the, uh, AFC championship for Super Bowl 30, where the Steelers beat the Colts. I've hated him since then. He, I can't stand him. And I was rooting against your Niners because I hate Jim Harbaugh. And as soon as that game was over, you text me, got what you wanted. Mm. Like, like yeah. you're mad at me. Like I'm Richard Sherman, you yeah, know, cause you were cheering. So, you were happy. I wasn't cheering. I was listening. I mean, I didn't really care, you know, but I, if I have to root for or against Jim Harbaugh, it's going to be against 99% of the time. It's a, so. I, I've always had a bad, like long-term memory. Uh, it's, it's just like, pieces of things like I had somebody ask me today it was, it was a work thing I got this email and I don't recall the last time I've had this this email it was like it was sent to somebody else it was like hey <laughs> remember this car thing that we talked about I need this thing for this thing and it was like for a radio show and I would I looked at this email and I was like I never had this conversation so I went to the person and I was like I am sorry did we talk about this? They're like, yeah, we talked about it like three days ago. And I'm like, dude, I don't think I've was ever that when they were making this. the cross symbol at you. And like, no, I don't know. I'm like, if, I'm like, is my brain not working? And, and by the way, it never happened. This person thinks they had the conversation with me. Um, I'm not that brain dead, even though I couldn't <laughs> think of skip Bayless earlier or <laughs> Vince Scully. Or Vince now Scully. you can do it right there. I, I bailed you out. You did You're welcome. I threw you a lifeline. But like, I, I think I just delete those things unless it's so traumatic, though. I will tell you the Richard Sherman one, not as traumatic. The Kyle Williams one was <laughs> bad. That one hurt. That one hurt to the core. I think it might have changed me a little bit, too. <laughs> it made you not want to watch football anymore. Is that what it was? What about is there one of those out there? I'm just curious. What about Super Bowl wise? Because I feel like the champ. How about like, the Buffalo Bills four years in a row? Nothing's I mean, how gonna- about the Niners just destroying the hopes of the Bengals with 39 seconds left in the game? <laughs> that one sits at home. Yeah. For me. How about uh, you know San Antonio Holmes catching the ball in the corner of the end zone against the Cardinals? But that's that's why I think it's so weird that like people have dedicated this to the championship game because it's just not memorable to me. Like the Super Bowl, obviously. Way well, more I memorable. Think the whole world watches the Super Bowl, but I think the hardcore NFL fans are the ones watching, um, you know, watching these championship weekends and remembering them. You don't remember the Eagles losing to the uh, the Bucks at home in Philly, like just how Donovan, how dominant those McNabb teams were. I remember they were how dominant so good they were. in the regular yeah. season. Then they get to the, A- the NFC Championship and choke every single year. They lost to the Rams when uh, you know uh, Kurt Warner was there. Then they lost to the the Bucks. That was the Brad Johnson year, and then they lost to the Panthers with Jake Delhomme. Jake Delhomme. All right. So let me ask you this: What is the one team this weekend that could absolutely crap the bed? That could crap the bed. Yeah. The Chiefs. What is the game? If if one has it, I think the Saints the, could too. I you know we used to just, your Chiefs are your pick, but what's the game? Okay. That could have the heartbreak. And where does the heartbreak go? I felt like you just kind of said well, it before I, yeah, with the Rams okay. and Saints. Yes. I think if there's heartbreak, I think it's in that game because I think that game could be close. I think 
either Kansas City beats the crap out of New England or New England beats the crap out of Kansas City. I don't think that game goes back and forth. So maybe it does, but uh, I I don't I, I see it being like you know at best like a thirty one seventeen something like that. Uh, I think that the the Rams and Saints are going to play a tighter game, and I think that's the heartbreak game that we could see. I do too. I feel like that's the game if there's going to be that moment that we're talking about leading into the Super Bowl, the heartbreak it's going to be from that game because that cold weather does kind of give us a feeling of like you could see one team just not being able to play up. There's something just about just can't play in it, right? Yeah, there's something like about the those Chargers two offenses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Playing. There's something about uh, the in a dome and those two offenses just rolling. There's something that has heartbreak written over it. That's how it happened last year too. You know, the Patriots beat uh, ja- the Jaguars 24-20, and everyone is talking about. I mean, that's why Bortles got another shake. You know, is because they were so close to the Super Bowl, and the Eagles beat the piss out of the Vikings, thirty-eight-seven. It's a fun, it's a fun thing in football, going down all the important stuff for the Super Bowl. But we got to go to break. We'll be right back, so don't go anywhere. More in this league coming up. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. You want to punch me right now, but you won't. Why don't you punch me in the face? Punch me in the face! Hey, Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain? What? If you lick my... In this league. Out of game? Just got a feeling. No problem. Now you can bet from anywhere, anytime, with the all-new MyBookie mobile betting platform. For the MyBookie mobile betting platform, you'll enjoy the safety and convenience of an at-home betting when you're on the go. Try it out today, and you'll never miss another winning bet. Head on over to mybookie.ag and open up an account with the promo code FNTSY, and mybookie is going to match your deposit up to $1,000. That's right, $1,000. That's mybookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. How many promo codes would you need to buy a yacht with, what, an 80-foot floating IMAX theater? <laughs> uh, a lot. I would need all the promo codes in the world. They do say that there's like uh, quadruple the amount of the world economy in coupons available, but you know, no one's going to use every single coupon that they get in the mail. So, have you ever uh, been on a yacht? No, I, dude, I've been on like a pontoon. I'm looking at this thing, <laughs> Dan Snyder, Washington Redskins owner Dan Snyder, who, by the way. Didn't he clamor that they couldn't change the name because of the money they would lose? I, there was something along those lines, like, well, we'd lose so much revenue and blah, blah, blah. And he paid break. over $100 million for a 305-foot-long yacht called Lady S, I speculate. Um, and it has the world's first floating IMAX theater. The theater cost Snyder an additional... $3 million, uh, a quote, he wanted an IMAX. That was his main request, said Jan Bart, whatever. Well, then why the don't you buy a, almost lost $100. The chief wow. executive of Feed Ship's Royal Van Lynch Shipyard. He wanted, yeah, 
Go to an IMAX. Buy, buy a ticket. Buy an IMAX. How about buy an IMAX? How about add it onto your gigantic property Dude. wherever you live instead of, well, let's get the yacht with the IMAX. I can't. Were you not seasick enough being on sea? But I just like, I can't. I don't have like a comprehension. I wish I, wish I could have remotely close to something like this. You work. know what that's like for us? It's like, well, you know what? I want the combo meal and I want the shake. That's what our comparative is. To he wants the yacht and the IMAX. No, it's almost like it's like the best I can think of it is I want I want the combo meal, but I want Uber to bring it to me like that type of thing. <laughs> like I can't I don't want to leave the house. Right. That this guy that he's on a yacht, a 305 foot. Mil- I'm looking at this yacht. Jesus. I mean, it practically looks like a Disney cruise liner. And you're on that thing, and you know, and this is the worst part. He's sitting there, and he's probably drinking, you know, some $12,000, you know, champagne or something. And he slams the table, and he goes, God damn it, I want an IMAX. And he's like, (laughs) this is what's missing from this piece of crap. Oh, I almost lost $100, what I was going to (laughs) say. Like, he's so mad at his $100 million yacht. The only thing that makes him okay is that he has a floating IMAX movie theater. Dan Snyder, I mean... It's, sure, it's you're going to be able to use that from, out in the choppy waters, too, by the way, the floating IMAX theater. It's hard to hate anybody for having a bunch of money and spending it and stuff like that, but I don't well, know. Well, do whatever you want. It's your money. It's just, you There's know. There's something really not likable about Dan Snyder, <laughs> besides his <laughs> offensive racist logo. Right. Well, a lot of people don't like him because he jacked up the price on everything, and they had to pay for he wanted his IMAX. They had to pay for a new stadium for the Redskins and the Redskins have been terrible for so long. Like uh, there's uh, there's a lot of dislike for Dan Snyder in the Washington, D.C. area. And uh, you know what? With stuff like this, kind of bring it on yourself. So um, I don't know. Like he he's he's Lex Luthor, you know, and it's funny because Mm -hmm. this article that I read about him buying this yacht was comparing his yacht to Jerry Jones's yacht. Oh my God. You know, cause Jerry Jones also has a yacht. It's like, it's, it's a measuring contest in the NFC East and they always have to do this. It's just, so, it makes me think of like, actually you brought it up earlier. It's the, um, what's the stupid Jake Gyllenhaal movie? Uh, Donnie Darko. <laughs> no, no. The, uh, what's uh, the, is it the Spider-Man, same? uh, the European <laughs> tour. <laughs> I was thinking of the winter one, but what's the one where the whole world is like going to freak the out day after tomorrow? Oh, you know what? It's not Jake Gyllenhaal. It's not day after tomorrow. That's- it's the one with uh, John Cusack. Uh, it's John like, Cusack. yeah, where the whole world is freaking out. He's a he's a driver of a limousine. And the, the ah, what is it? Hold on. John, John Wick. Q- <laughs> no. Oh, Cusack. I, uh, someone killed a puppy and. I'm going to see it. It's it, it. it was like the trendy, like 2012. Remember when the Mayans, oh, remember Mayans were like, I we never gotta. saw that. One. Okay. So this movie had to do with the whole Mayan prophecy that 2012, we're all going to die and stuff like this. And John Cusack is a, he's like a limo driver and then the whole world is breaking apart. But like he drove some really, you know, important person. It just makes me think like, that those guys like Dan Snyder and Jerry Jones are the type that are sitting there like conspiring to make sure that they have, you know, their yachts are going to be able to sustain, you know, world collapse. That's why he wants it. Essentially. He's like, listen, the world's going to blow up. A comet's going to hit us. I need to make sure I have IMAX in my yacht when I'm on the ocean with the 12 people that I allow. Well, on the it's, ship. 
How much did they say it was? Three hundred million dollars. Well, no, the the yacht was like a hundred million, and he paid an extra three million dollars for an IMAX oh, okay. on his boat. That just imagine what what you know. Don't you get annoyed when you? I mean, you probably have no idea how much it costs to fill up your gas tank because you'll only ever put twenty five dollars in tops. Uh, I, I, I don't. I, I, last time I nuts. filled up my gas tank was when I took a road trip, so it's been at least a year. <laughs> I couldn't but tell you what it gas cost, price. Like Forty dollars, something, ah, five thirty-eight dollars or something right. like that. Sure. Yeah, imagine what it costs to fill up the hundred million dollar yacht. <laughs> what does he care? <laughs> yeah, what does he get? Sixty grand, you know. Yeah, what he, he wipes his butt with it. What does he care? Dan, those guys are the worst. And, and you have to like, it, it's not like you just okay, it's not yachting season anymore. Let's just park her up in our storage space. You know, someone has to be there every day to take care of that thing. Can you believe so. the characters with this world we live in? Like you have these like owners of these teams and just the, the weirdness that they are. And then you get people like Elon Musk. I mean, it just it, like we have living cartoon characters that are just the important, you know, movers of our society. And I'm, I'm looking at the guy that oh, was the IBM guy that owns the Clippers. Oh, uh, Steve Ballmer. Yeah, Steve Ballmer. Just all these people. Yeah, I tell you what, money can't buy him is a handshake from Blake Griffin. So. Oh, oh, well. <laughs> Did I you mean, see that? Yeah. No. You were sick during that whole thing. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure if you caught that. Yeah, but no. yeah. Blake, Blake, uh, Blake holds grudges like I do. <laughs> That's why I respect him. That's why I respect him. So uh, where are we going with that? Oh, yeah. Dan Snyder's just a, just a scumbag. It's just weird. Yeah, it's just very weird to see. An NFL owner basically be Lex Luthor okay, so, will or you the watch, Wolf of Wall Street. So. Will you watch 2012? Please. Only if it's from Daniel Snyder's IMAX. Oh, so. you only watch. Maybe <laughs> oh, maybe he watches that and he just laughs. He just <laughs>, laughs. He's like, ha, 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 I'm prepared, you scum. <laughs> He's like, you know what we're going to do is we're going to take my yacht to where I made the con- the machine from contact. So, <laughs> you won't I be- also made one of those so I could talk to aliens whenever I want. These wanted, scumbags so. won't be bitching about the Redskins team name when you're all drowning and I'm in my ship with my IMAX, <laughs> you scum. Allegedly. That's my, Dan Allegedly. Snyder. That's my Dan Snyder impression. That's your Dan Snyder. That's a pretty good impression. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. And Jerry Jones is like, <laughs> he's a little bit higher. He has a cackle. <laughs> Not like quite a bush cackle, but he has a, I would, I would actually say though that Jerry Jones, if you had to pick a C, okay, I got a question for you. If you had to pick one owner in all of sports that epitomizes a villain, but now here's the key. They also have to have a good villain laugh. I think Jerry Jones is the top choice to be mm-hmm. a villain. So owner of a team, you got to think about them personally. They got to be bad, which is most of them. But they also have to have some of the qualities of a villain. Like Dan Snyder, I think, has it. But Jerry Jones, like Jerry Jones seems like a like he has all the pieces. Um, I mean, it's it's hard for me to like come up with the owners right now. So the laugh, yeah. prostitutes, all he's got all the stuff. <laughs> Maybe they weren't prostitutes, but you know. Yeah, ladies of the night, right. So. Yeah, I mean, there's other really bad guys, too. But, like, I feel like he's a villain. There's, like, evil people. Like, who is the um, the Clipper, old Clippers owner? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember his name, but uh, Don something. Yeah, Don um, but yeah. Zimmer. <laughs> I, Don Imus is Don. what I keep thinking of, and I know that's not it. So. But, like, Jerry uh, Jones would be, like, the ultimate villain. Donald Sterling. Donald that's Sterling. Yeah. Donald Sterling was probably that guy. That's probably who it was. So yeah, I think I think Jerry Jones is my pick. Like Daniel Snyder, he's building up the arsenal though. 
Like if it, he did, lady, he named it Lady S. If he would have had like a big Redskins logo on his uh, yacht, I think that might have put him above anybody else. <laughs> oh, who's to say he doesn't? Who knows? Yeah, the mouth Maybe opens and his theater comes out. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh, he's just watching old westerns. He's like, ah, when times were good, you know. He's just like, he's just like the worst person. Ah, uh, God, dressing up, you know, dressing up like the team logo. This <laughs> is a South Park episode, right here. I think you're making. I think you're writing it as we speak, right here. Maybe Dan Snyder's the villain. Maybe but, he's but the bad see, one. But see, he he dresses up like that, and then. Uh, 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 Jerry Jones dresses up like, uh, like cowboy. John Wayne. <laughs> they're right. playing cowboys and Indians. That's what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Seafaring. That's what it is. It's sea battle. <laughs> uh, and then Aqua. Then that's a sequel to Aquaman. That's how they make it relevant. Oh yeah. A good movie. And then uh, Cal Drogo comes out and just kills them both. And kills Dan so. Snyder. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's and like, then, nope, we're going to sink both these ships, take all their money. And then Red Dead 3 is about stopping the ultimate cowboy in uh, Jerry Jones. <laughs> That's what Red Dead 3 is. That's what will be dead, Red Dead 3. Yeah, it'll be stopping the uh, the ultimate it'll be James empire. James Marston, the 96th. You keep saying James stopping. Marston. He's not Cyclops. It's John oh, Marston. Cyclops. John Marston. I'm sorry. I keep getting it mixed up. Sorry, I don't know my Cyclops versus Red Dead guy names. At least I know who Vin Scully is. Yeah, well, I know Vin Scully. I just sure. couldn't think of the name. Yeah, well, neither could I. So well, okay. maybe maybe you can uh, have some sympathy for someone who has the exact same thing you have, jerk. The issues, the, the yeah, exact right. same issues that we well, both have. Well, let me have. ask you, who do you think is happier right now? Do you think uh, Dan Snyder with his incredible uh, uh, Lex Luthor yacht with floating IMAX and everything or Dallas Cowboy fans now that Scott Linehan and the Cowboys have agreed to part ways because everything you see bitching about the Cowboys is about Scott Linehan. <laughs> I'll tell you this, Bogman. This is going to be a good one. It's the greatest win the Cowboys have had in 20 years in January. That's oh. <laughs> the best win they've had in January for 20 oh, years. That's not nice. It's a big win. They're happy. Mm. I'm, ha- I'm happy Cowboy fans are mm. happy. Mm. That's good. Mm. Scott Linehan, it's not good. By the way, uh, just go ahead and do you still have that NFC Championship uh, uh, wiki up? Uh, I literally just closed it. Okay, well, uh, I want you to take a, a crack at the last time the Cowboys were in the NFC Championship. Well, I know it was like 20 years. That was everybody's thing. <laughs> I, I, I saw something, Vox. It said Cowboys new logo, and it just was uh, our new sponsor, and it was In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out, <laughs> so that was good. <laughs> Did you see the new logo? And it was uh, the offensive lineman holding Dak. I did. People, yeah, Cowboy fans. Now, didn't uh, take that very what's well. that? It's like NFL memes on IG. That was, uh, you know, they were roasting the Steelers. It was like, um, you know, hey, look, I'm off for the next month, just like the Steelers. Like all, they, they were doing all of that roasting. And I sent a funny one. I can't remember what it was to my buddy. And he's like, I can't believe you follow this one. He's like, he said they are killing the Steelers every day. And I said. Yeah, just wait two weeks. It'll be worth it when the Cowboys are, are getting yeah. all these. And they're I, getting all of them now, and I was 100% right. 95-96, I see it against the Green That's Bay Packers is last time they won. By the way, what a run from 92 to 96 where it was either the Cowboys or Niners every time. And the Cowboys and Niners faced off three straight years, 92, 93, and 94. And Unfortunately. Versus, uh, versus uh, what's your guy? Why can't I remember? 
Uh, Steve Young. Young. Yeah. Yes. Mostly those losers beat the Niners twice, but the Niners did have the last win against them. Uh, yeah, but uh, Cowboys ninety five ninety six the last win they had. And, and that was Super Bowl thirty time. when they beat the Steelers. So that was the last time they were in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Just uh, for reference, Super Bowl fifty three this year in Atlanta. That was the Neil O'Donnell one, Boggs. Mm-hmm. Sure uh, was. That was a rough time for you. It was. I have uh, since forgiven Neil O'Donnell because I mean, what is? What Steelers, do you think he's doing right now? Probably selling insurance somewhere. What do you think? I'm going to type it in. Do you think he's not on Twitter? Is he? Um, no. I, why would he be? I so he can get beat up by idiot Steeler fans all day. No one way. of the things I don't think Twitter will autocorrect to Neil O'Donnell. Yeah, I don't see it. I'm seeing. Is anyone talking about Neil O'Donnell? Why would he be on there? All I remember is the year after the Steelers lost the Super Bowl, he was on the Bengals. Or whatever. Maybe it was two years after. But I remember him doing the fake spike bit to beat the Steelers in overtime uh, as a Bengals quarterback. And I was so pissed. Like, it, of course, it has to be to this a-hole that we lose. That was a rough time for you, Neil O'Donnell. It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Neil O'Donnell is not He's not my favorite, but, uh, you know, kind of like Buckner. You win a couple Super Bowls, you start you start to forget how, how bad those hurt. Neil so. O'Donnell or XFL MVP Tommy Maddox? Uh, Tommy Maddox. You like Tommy? Uh, you touchdown Tommy. Turned into turnover Tommy uh, yeah. at the end there, but yeah. uh, he was the bridge. He was the bridge to uh, to Ben Roth. You see, XFL was tweeting by the way that their goal. I don't really understand the whole tweet because it, they were just like our goal, and they didn't make it definitive. But they're like the NFL averages fifteen flags a game. Our goal is under ten. The average. Uh, Play costs, you know, whatever, 39 seconds. Ours is going to be under 15 seconds. And I was just like, eh, these aren't really selling points. All you're just saying is like things you hope you do better. But like, well, what are you going to do? Tell us how that- you're going to get there. It's like politics. You're like, oh, we're going to like lower taxes. Like, oh, how are you going to do that? Ah, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Yeah, it's going to happen. You vote for me. It'll yeah. happen. Just watch. Dare me. Well, I'll do it. Like, what are you going to do? Because the XFL is going to be the Wild West. They're going to have no rules again. You know, they're going to uh, hopefully, I, I mean, you know, I know people miss that type of football, but clothesline tackles and all that crap. Are we going to bring that back? And I mean, Hopefully. because at the size these guys are at right now, uh, they're going to murder each other if they're doing that stuff. You know, in the the 60s and 70s, they weren't, uh, you know, they might have been 250 to 300 pounds, but they weren't running four four thirties or four four forties doing that stuff. Yeah, so. but these, will, these aren't going to be close to the most talented players in the world. That's very true. This be, it's very be, true. Be the expendables. It's the expendables. Well, that's why the XFL folded last time is because no one could score a goddamn point. I think the XFL would have been better trying to go tech mobile style. You know what I mean? Like throw some robots in players. Ah, But but I'm saying like maybe throw a couple (laughs) robots in there. Maybe uh, have some, you know, like just deformed science projects that are out there, you know, so you can be like, look, it's it's the Shrek. It's, you know, some big monsters. Right. Yeah, Some big monsters out there. That would have been the way to go. I mean, that's me. Who am I? Uh, I'm just some they're guy, in Space so. Jam now. Whatever. Whatever makes it better. All right. Uh, we got to go to break. That was a fun segment uh, in all the villainry that was going on in NFL and XFL. When we come back, we got baseball. We got basketball. So don't go anywhere. Hour number three. Final one. Went up. Went up.